0: Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Holy Man, a journey of becoming godly men. No matter if we are sons or husbands, dads, grandfathers, or just any regular guy out there, we are going to try to figure out how God would want us to live on this journey called life. None of us have it all figured out. So let's dig into God's word and wrestle with God's word as we try to become who God created us to be. Specifically, holy men. Hey there, guys. Paul here with another week on the holy man podcast. And uh, I'm excited about today. Uh, good good topic that we're going to be talking about today. Um, we're in episode 37. Last week, we l- looked at the character Elijah. He's a, one of the big kahunas in the Old Testament. At least we hear more about him in the later part of the Bible, in the New Testament. His name comes up several times uh, with Abraham, Moses, and Elijah. And Uh, He was considered to be the big kahuna of the prophets, even though he never really wrote his own book like uh, Isaiah and Jeremiah and many of the others. But uh, Elijah was a great character, and hopefully you guys got a lot out of that discussion in your life groups. Uh, This week, we're going to look at, right at the end of last week, we looked at Elijah handing off the ministry that God had him working on. He started handing it off to the one who would follow him. And that was Elisha. Just to warn you, I'm probably gonna get their names mixed up a little bit here today, because they're just so close. But we find Elijah handing off and mentoring, spending a lot of time for several years with Elisha in preparing him for when this young buck would take over what God was doing through the prophet ministry there with the people of God. And so, uh, it, you know, if you again, First Kings, Second Kings, if you haven't spent much time with those two books and gotten to see some of these amazing yeah. stories of these two holy men of God, uh, you gotta check them out. There, I mean, we can't touch on all of them in the podcast, but they're just some great things that God does with these two men. Uh, for instance, we're, you know, the story we're gonna be looking at today with Elisha is just a cool story. For me, it's just it is, it's eye-opening, and I say that tongue-in-cheek because of what happens in the story of what Elisha is able to see, what he allows his, his assistant to be able to see, and it's just a cool story. So we, we're gonna find ourselves in 2 Kings chapter 6. And it's a story where uh, the king of Aram was at war with Israel. That's what we find as we start in verse 8. And he would confer with his officers and say, we will mobilize our forces at such and such a place. So Israel's at war with this other nation. And the other nation's trying to get an upper hand on Israel. So what happens? What's What's Elisha doing had to cause problems well but immediately in verse 9 it says but immediately elisha the man of god would warn the king of israel do not go near that place for the arameans are planning to mobilize their troops there so the king of israel would send word to the place indicated by the man of God. And time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he would be on the alert there. So you see what's happening. Elisha, God is allowing Elisha to know what's going on with the king of the opposing nation. And he's telling his king, this is what's going on. And then they're able to go against the plans of the Arameans so verse 11 the king of aram was very upset over this he called his officers together and demanded which one of you is the traitor who has been informing the king of israel of my plans it's not us the lord my lord the king the guy said one of the officers replied elisha the prophet in israel tells the king of israel every word or even the words you speak in the privacy of your bedroom so you hear what's going on here these these guys are aware of this that elisha is so in tune with what god is allowing him to hear and he's hearing every single word that is spoken in secret elisha knows and he's able to relay the words to his king so he's able to see the world from a god-ordained perspective so jumping back into the story. Verse 13, <clears throat> go and find out where Elisha is, the king commanded, so I can send troops to seize him. And the report came back, Elisha is at Dotham. So one night the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses surround, to surround the city. Now you think about this. Elisha would have known that they were coming because he's able to see, he's able to hear everything that the king, and the king couldn't have gotten the army to go unless, yeah, you see what's going on. Elisha knew, but he doesn't do anything about it this time. Why not? Let's see, when the servant of the man of God, so Elisha's servant, when, when he got up early the next morning, it says, and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. So, excuse me. So Elisha's servant is nervous. He sees the huge army in front of them and they know we're up a creek and it's not a good creek. You know, he's worried because he knows they're about ready to get whooped up on. How does Elisha respond to this? I mean, again, Elisha knew they were coming. He would have because God continued to tell them. What does, how does Elisha see? Well, he sees it from a different perspective. He sees it from God's perspective. And for a man of God, for someone who is deeply in tune with God, he sees what's going on in the world from God's perspective and he's able to deal with it from God's point of view. He knows what God's able to do. He knows what God in the big picture, in the eternal picture is able to do and willing to do. So how's Elijah feeling about this? Well, let's see, verse 16, don't be afraid, he says, for there are more on our side than on theirs. What does that mean? (coughs) Get what he said again, for there are more on our side than on there. So the, the servant, he could see this huge army in front of him. And Elisha is saying, don't worry, we have a bigger army. Where's this bigger army? Well, then Elisha prayed, "O Lord, open his eyes, let him see. The Lord opened the young man's, the servant's eyes. And when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. You see it. You see what the, you know, Elisha opens this guy's, or God opens the guy's eyes and he's able to see the spiritual warfare that is also going on, that in the realm of God, there are those who are fighting on Elisha's side, the people of God's side. They're not alone, it's just not a human thing, it's a God thing. As the Aramean army advanced toward him, Elisha prayed, O Lord, please make them blind. (laughs) So the Lord struck them with blindness as Elisha asked. So God is just moving mightily with the army that he has at his disposal. And he takes his army and he blinds the army, the Aramean army. I'm going to summarize. I'm not going to read the rest of the story. tell you really quickly what happens. So Elisha goes out amongst all these blinded army now, and he leads the army about 10 miles up the road to the capital city of Samaria. So this is where the king of Israel, where he resides. And he leads this whole army into the city, closes the gate of the walls, and then prays, God, let them see now. And so this huge army, their eyes are opened, and they can now see that where they are, that they're in Samaria, and there's the king of Israel with his army, his physical army, looking down at them and saying, guys, you're, you're trapped. So the king asks Elisha then, should I kill them all? I mean, he could have. You, you think about what that would have done for the people of Israel, it would have been a great victory, just killing them all instantly, wiping out that army but let's face it eventually the army Arameans are going to want to get revenge eventually they're going to raise up another army and they're going to start fighting back again that's what could have happened <clears throat> but elisha sees God's bigger picture you know God with his army of fire fiery chariots and soldiers, he can protect Israel anytime he wants to, and in any way he wants to. And Elisha knows that. He can see the bigger picture of what God can do, what God will do if his people just follow him. And so, what does he suggest that they d- d- do? He says, No, don't kill them, feed them, love your enemy. And so even though the king was hesitant, the king probably wanted to kill them all, he threw a banquet instead. And they had a huge banquet, a huge feast, and all the soldiers ate and ate well. And then they were released. And then the Arameans were so blessed by these actions that they then said, okay, we're gonna live in peace with you. If this is how you're gonna treat us, we're gonna live in peace with you. And so they did they were at peace for years because of the actions because they the enemies were loved you see elisha could he could walk through life seeing life seeing all that's in front of us from a godly perspective from an eternal perspective from a heaven on earth perspective he had less fear, less anxiety, he had more joy, more love for others, yes, even his enemies, more walking in the ways of God, even when that way seemed a little bit crazy. He was able to live life from a godly perspective, and you see the difference of that, of how it plays out in his emotions in his and how he lived his life. How did he get to that point? Well, you get to, you get to think back to last week, right? as we ended last week and we were talking about Elijah. And, and again, after he threw his cloak on Elisha and said, you're gonna be my new apprentice, you're gonna be the guy that takes over for me, for the next several years, they spent time together. And during that time together, They spent a lot of time talking about God, a lot of time with Elijah wrestling with Elisha and just getting to know God on a deeper level, reading into the God's word that the people of God had, spending time doing God's work. Elisha would have seen Elijah doing some amazing things. And he, he began to have this amazing faith in God. He would, before Jesus ever said that this is how we should pray, he would have regularly been praying, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He would have been saying, change me, God. Help me to see life from your perspective. Help me to live life from your perspective. You see, the more that we can know God's heart, the more we're able to learn to put our faith in God and the more we'll begin to live each moment with a perspective of that, in the way that God would want us to live, how he'd want us to love, how he'd want us to care about others, how, you know, how we look at things that might be a little scary for others. We might have less fear, less anxiety because of the God perspective that we have. It's putting on heavenly glasses to see things from an eternal perspective, from a perspective that knows God is in charge. God is for us, God is with us, God loves us, and God is all powerful. Those are the glasses that Elisha had on and he was able to live and lead his people out of that perspective. You know, yesterday after church, Uh, I was sitting with uh, one of our young men. He has a, he's a dad of uh, several kids, has a great wife. And uh, I was sitting with him. And he's just saying, you know, some, some days I struggle. Many days I struggle. He says, we, we're, our, our marriage, we, just, we, we have ups and downs. And you know, being a good dad, he was just telling me some of the things that he just wants to do better. He wants to be more of a godly man. And so I started asking him some simple questions. I said, well, tell me about, you know, how much time you spend in the Bible? He goes, well, (laughs) which was not a lot. He says, I've really started getting onto the the YouVersion app, which is great. And so he's getting his verse of the day. And I said, well, what do you do with that? He goes, what do you mean? He says, well, and he told me that he's been doing some journaling lately, and putting some things in there like what he's thankful for from God and stuff. And I said, well, that's great. He says, but the problem is it seemed to be the same stuff, repetitive. I said, well, that's good. It just helps you to see that God is faithful. He's repetitive. But I said, to go deeper, why don't you? Something very simple from my point of view. I, I said, why don't you just take that verse of the day that you're getting on your UVersion app and take what you read in there and what you're learning in there and journal with God about that. Talk to God, ask him questions and pray about it. And he, he, his eyes lit up and said, that's a great idea. I'm like, well, okay. You know, it's taking these little things that God has given to us, like the Bible, and wrestling with it studying it, learning it, praying over it, having great conversations with other people about it so that God can write it on our hearts, so that we can live more and more and more and more and more from God's perspective. And it's life-changing. It's so simple, but yet so profound. That's what Elisha did. He spent a lot of time talking about God, thinking about God, loving god what about for you what are you doing to more and more wrestle with god to learn more of god's heart to be able to see god from life more and more from god's perspective i want to challenge you dig in again read elijah and elisha's stories first kings second kings and just Begin to be amazed at God and wrestle. God, why aren't you moving that way like you did there today? Well, maybe he is, but maybe we're just not seeing it because we're not seeing things from God's perspective. Pray that God will open your eyes the way he opened Elisha's assistant's eyes, to be able to see more and more things from God's perspective, to help us to see that God is for us and with us. And there's so many angelic beings willing and ready to walk with us if we just walk with God. That's in the little things of life, like how you do your job, and the bigger things of life, like your marriage and raising kids. and and doing ministry and mission, God is with you. He's for you, just like He was with Elijah and Elisha, doing the miraculous things that they did. He is with you. Get to know Him. Know Him more and get some glasses that are seeing things in this world from a heavenly, eternal point of view. Guys, Elisha is amazing. Hopefully you'll have some great discussions in your life groups about him. Uh, We'll be moving on. I don't think I'm going to look at a prophet next week. I'm going to look at a different guy. So come back and check that out. Uh, But have a great week. And uh, I'll talk to you again soon on the Holy Man Podcast.